This show is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we discuss topics we believe requires critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast and go to saythiscast.com if you want to hear previous episodes. Hello, Party Podcast people. Welcome to a very special episode of I Shouldn't Have to Say This. And by special, I mean completely and totally average. I'm Nicole, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, Genre. Hey. <laughs> I mean, he, he got me in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> and today, it actually is special, I just realized, because we're going to bring back a very special um, and old, I shouldn't have to say this, tradition. And I'm going to set up a scenario for you people. Oh, wow. Okay. So say we aren't in the middle of a pandemic uh, and you're in some sort of social setting, you know, party, wedding, bar or something. And you're kind of talking with this uh, normie dude and you're kind of skirting around the issues of politics. But it seems like the person that you're talking to isn't exactly politically um, motivated. And somehow you end up on the topic of healthcare. The guy mentioned something about how their insulin prices just went up and they really fucking hate the insurance company and they're a little bit annoyed about it. But they feel mostly okay, so it's probably fine that they've had to start rationing their insulin. Being that you're both American, uh, you both fucking hate paying for anything. The conversation is going at a reasonably pleasant clip and you have some of your own woes about healthcare costs, as we all do, so you've mentioned those. And over the course of the conversation, you kind of get the idea that this guy is like, you know, a normie. He's no CEO of Antifa type. Uh, and they have, like, normie concerns. But you decide that, you know, doing your part for the cause, you're going to mention that we need a revamped healthcare system. In the split second that you have to decide what kind of approach you're going to take, you think about pushing hard for Medicare for All with exactly that name and making your arguments and kind of pushing forth on your very left-wing bend. And then another idea pops into your head. You make those very same points without endorsing Medicare for All, making sure that you kind of distance yourself from those ideas, but just kind of bring up open-ended questions about like, you know, hey, is this the way that healthcare needs to be? Wouldn't it be cool if you could just walk into the pharmacy and get your medications and walk out and they didn't charge you a thousand dollars on the way out what happens if we didn't have co-pays you know things of that nature and you decide hey i'm just gonna go with the latter one i'm just gonna you know have a normal conversation like human beings so you do and it goes well um, you don't agree on everything. They still think that they should have to pay something out of pocket, and they're a little bit turned off by the idea of paying a little bit more so that everybody could go get their medications for free. But, you know, you both kind of have a reasonable conversation about, like, even if you, like, had your taxes raised marginally, that, like, they'd never have to pay for that fucking insulin again. And they get it. Well... There's another version of this conversation. You call it Medicare for All, and the normie calls you a commie and the conversation ends on poor terms. 
So why have I set up this uh, belabored hypothetical? Political labels are useful sometimes when finding community or using them as a shorthand to understand each other's political positions. Uh, if somebody's a conservative, I can make a lot of judgments that are typically correct about the type of beliefs that that person has, the type of values they have, and if I want to be around them. Similarly, if they're a Democrat or a Socialist, I can make certain judgments, but there are a lot of permutations within those categories, so it's a little bit difficult. But the downside of this is that when you have to carry the baggage of those terms, it can really shut down a conversation, especially if you're more of a radical, which I am. <laughs> and i think that a lot of us that that a lot of y'all listening can feel similarly to that like i'm sure that we have some centrists here but most of us are left-leaning recently i've decided to kind of move away from calling myself a socialist perhaps the biggest departure that i've made is that I'm trying not to make my entire personality my politics. You know, these days, I call myself a progressive more often than not. And if people say, like, are you a Democrat or a Republican, rather than saying, I'm an independent, I hate the independent, I hate the Democratic Party, I usually just say, like, you know, I'm a Democrat, but I got my issues with them. And, you know, if it really comes down to it, the furthest left I'm going to go is Social Democrat because it uh, really holds most of the prescriptions that I have. And there's no reason to tell people that I'm a socialist because I don't think that any sort of revolutionary action is going to be possible within my lifetime. Nor would it really be called for, but that's another episode. Some of the other things that I'm starting to change about my vocabulary is that even though I've never been quite fond of those eat the rich jokes, nor the late stage capitalism jokes in response to, you know, late stage capitalism, I'm eliminating those as well. And I uh, did this with I hate white people jokes a long time ago. And so carrying that one forward. And I will never, ever, ever fucking call anybody my comrade. I'm so sorry if some of my friends from the DSA are listening to this. I've been in the chapter a while, and I appreciate the spirit and the sentiment. I just hate it. Y'all my neighbors. <laughs> um, you. So you're not doing, like... I'm not, do you, you mean, I'm not do USSR you mean, posting. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, what am I going to do with all these... I should have to say this hammer and sickle shirts. Ah! <laughs> oh, no. I don't but know. What, oh, no. oh, no. But what, um, do you, so are you not making those jokes at all? Or do you mean just in public? Like if me and you weren't recording, would you make a, I hate wet white people joke or, or not? I, of, le- of recent times, I've been trying to, um, make my politics align a little bit more with the way that I want the world to be. So I don't want white people to be um, like this different class of people, and I don't want to treat them differently. Over time, I've actually started to feel differently about those ways that like sometimes the closed spaces we talk about white people. So I think it's a little bit uncomfortable. And like since that, I've kind of like even become uncomfortable with like the black excellence stuff because I'm like, 
I think that sometimes when people go on the black excellence stuff or the um, black women should rule the world stuff, it's not because they believe that the material conditions of, you know, black people or these black women led to them being like incredible people. I think it's like, you know, a biological skull shape thing sometimes. And I don't want to be anywhere near that. <laughs> and we but, really don't want um, we don't we, we really don't want uh, black supremacy. Yeah, I don't want white supremacy and like this is a meme because black supremacy doesn't really like exist, but like really hoteps is. do believe in black supremacy. And I just yeah. never want to be mistaken for a hotep, if you know what I mean. I honestly don't think that is possible. Yeah, I know. But still <laughs> but still, I I fight against all things that move people towards a hotep position. Mm. And that goes especially for like the kind of like isolationist, like we can be self-sufficient and we don't need other people and shit like that, because I think it's a little bit fucked up. Like my aspirations for humanity is not for every little group of people to have their own personal enclaves. It would be to get to a position where we can all live somewhat amicably and we put the white supremacists on the trash flotilla and let the Lord of the Flies that shit out. <laughs> Just let them have the trash island. Yeah, let them have trash island. They can call it uh, Australia too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and it's not like I'm hiding any of this shit either. I think that the eat the rich jokes, um, in the last couple of weeks, uh, from whenever you're listening to this, this discourse will probably still be going on. A lot of very prominent liberals, uh, social Democrat types, and like, you know, very progressive liberals have started to turn on lefties because of this type of rhetoric, because they start to believe that uh, socialism necessitates a certain level of violence and that people want this to happen soon and undemocratically. And this couldn't be farther from the truth for me personally. But also at the very same time, I realized suddenly that even though I'm a socialist who thinks that, like, you know, revolution will probably be necessary if um, the ruling class decides, like, you know, we're not going to let you vote for what you want to do. We'll have to do something about that. But I think that there are a lot of people who fetishize the concept of revolution. Now, that is definitely true. And it's fucking cringe. It's really odd. Because... Yeah. Revolution is uh, necessary, but it is also brutal. I have no desire to kill my countrymen, even the ones I find extremely distasteful. And I have no desire for the working class to fight other working class people with half of them in defense of the ruling class. That's not what I want. I would much rather revolution not be necessary at all. Um, that's not my belief, but it is my wish. The problem is there are a lot of LARPing tankies and 15-year-old anarchists, not to be confused with anarchists who, like, think about things at all, mm -hmm. that hold these super extreme positions on every single issue, and uh, they don't have anything but memes and ways of justification. Now, I know I'm not that. I'm pretty radical. Again, I don't know how you could look at the state of the world, honestly, and not hold radical ideas shit's broken. We have to do stuff to fix it. And many of those things are radical. But that's very different than being somebody who believes in utopia or other such fairy tales. It's the reality of the situation. 
Police reform leading to abolition is a must. A Green New Deal is a must. Universal health care is a must. And wide-scale infrastructure plans are a must. And all of these are incredibly radical ideas that probably don't make much financial sense in the short term, but will secure the uh, lot of the human species, at least in the United States and probably the world, going forward. And so is posting for a democratic workplace. Yet again, it's what must be done. And sometimes I feel like people are more amicable towards these positions if I don't say, hey, I'm a socialist, uh, because they don't think of social democrats or people who fight on behalf of the working class or maternity leave or paternity leave or the five-day work week when they hear socialist. They hear the USSR, Maoist China, and other instances of socialism which, you know, were kind of humanitarian disasters, if you really put it that way. And also... Yeah largely vilified yeah there's a there's a long tradition of i mean long tradition but also very very much in the last like 15 years of anybody that mentions anything remotely socialist someone bringing up venezuela or something like that and yeah vuvuzela the yeah, fucking vuv- vuvuzela <laughs> argument vuvuz- oh yeah the pro yeah the problem is when you say that you're a capitalist or whatever Um, capitalists understand that capitalism is like a really rich tradition and that there are about a million permutations of capitalism ranging from like coconut island (laughs) to um coconut island yeah um so for those that you don't know there's a uh, internet meme called coconut island um which is the true libertarian hellscape. Uh, you both essentially it goes like this. So like you and another person crash land on an island and you're knocked out and the other guy goes and they collect a bunch of coconuts on the island, like all of the coconuts on the island. And then you wake up and the guy says, Yeah, I'll give you a coconut. All you have to do is suck my dick. And that's uh wage labor under capitalism. But anyways, uh to the social democracies of the Nordic region. So capitalism gets to have this super rich tradition, uh, but socialists are stuck in time. We can't move forward past Vuvuzela. We're always associated with socialism's failures and never its successes. Or the successes are diminished to the point where capitalists don't mind. Capitalism is never associated in these people's minds with capitalism's many failures. It's always associated with the success stories or the mixed bag that it is. And so, you know, don't be evasive. Don't lie. There's no scenario where you should say you're a capitalist if you're not. But most people won't ask you if you are or aren't if you're not talking directly about it. So just, you know... Try to avoid those buzzwords that make you have to own a bunch of positions that you don't. And just speak from the heart and try and cut past the bullshit. That's what I'm trying to say. Makes sense to me. In our polarizing political climate, it's become difficult to find shows willing to discuss, much less listen to, different points of view. Our job is to talk about things we hope you'll find interesting without all the shouting. To disagree without being disagreeable. 
to provide incisive factual commentary that cuts through the weekly spin cycle and aims to enlighten, not enrage, our listeners. So check out Civil Politics on your favorite podcast service or go to civilpoliticsradio.com. Civil Politics All is right, a member so of the Planet Side to talk Podcast about Network. Some positive things, some happy things, some things that are giving us, you know, some escape from the Fufu Zela argument. I this is the first time I've heard of that. But anyway, <laughs> Nicole, what what uh is making you happy currently right now in time? I started making jars of iced tea. Like cold brew iced tea. So essentially just taking some uh Darjeeling tea, putting it in like a mason jar and putting it in the fridge. And it's very simple, but it's very aesthetic, and it's nice because it gives me a drink that is uh, relatively healthy, slightly caffeinated, and ready-made at any time. And the reason that it makes me happy is that I've known that I wanted to do this for literally about five years, and I never once fucking did it because I'm a piece of trash. But I finally <laughs> decided that I was going to break away what? from my laziness, and it feels oh my good. God. That's making you happy, John. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's not a joke either. I wanted to do this for five fucking years. <laughs> Did you just nag yourself? Is that what just happened? <laughs> what? Myself? <laughs> <laughs> Backhanded compliment. Oh. Just- <laughs> Negging, you know negging. Oh, I don't. But yes, oh. I did. That's all I do. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that I did it. It's just that, like, it's such a small thing, and I didn't do it for five years, and I knew that it would be a small thing, and that I would like it. Um, but I did it finally, and that's what's important, I suppose. That's, what, that's exactly that's what's important <laughs> that you that you that you did it. That's, you know. <laughs> Um, okay Okay. (laughs) give me a sec all right so (laughs) i'm totally leaving that in um (laughs) the the thing my thing that is a happy thing um y'all might think that i sound a little different um because i got a, a new setup um uh Partially because uh, all of you guys are so generous and so helpful to the show, uh, I got a mic arm and uh, and a and a pop filter and a new a new mic, which is hopefully going to sound really good. It does, and yay, it, yay! I've got uh, and like other, I've done other things to um, enhance my my setup. I got a new monitor and monitor arms um, and like stuff I've been trying to save up for and trying to, to figure out how to get for a while. Um, and the, <laughs> because I'm at my desk all the time, I'm like, I should probably have a really good setup here because I'm always sitting here, which is really great. So yeah, this has been really cool to just figure out and set up and, uh hopefully it'll enhance the the podcasting that I do not just here but with other planetside shows and uh the last thing is I got a mouse 
that has 12 buttons on the side. I'm so jealous. I got an MMO mouse and <laughs> there's a there's a woman on Twitter called uh she's um Ashley Lynch and she does uh a lot of editing like trailers and things like that. Um and a couple years ago she posted like this is my secret weapon. She posts this MMO mouse with all these freaking buttons on the side. And the thing is, they're all macroed. So I can program it to do anything. And it's really helping my editing <laughs> for this show. So, um, yeah, the, the, there have been improvements in my podcast setup and uh, place to do work is uh, really is really fun and important to me. So that's that's my thing. I'm jealous of you on the note about your mouse because mm-hmm. I used to have a really cool um, MMO mouse back in the day when my hands weren't bad. And now mm-hmm. I have to do the, use this like awful vertical mouse that has no extra buttons. Oh, you have a vertical mouse? I, I actually, honestly, I thought about getting a vertical mouse. Um, it's really the only thing that keeps me like functional my right hand was like when i was using like a traditional mouse mm-hmm. but it got into a point where it was getting like constant pain so like this keeps oh. me um much in much better health but it's at the um horrendous and steep price of my nine programmable but actually was it nine it was 15 programmable buttons on the side of my mmo mouse <laughs> and i miss them every day you want to you you want to hear something really horrible? Uh, uh, okay, so it has, and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll actually post a, a picture on the website. Um, it has twelve buttons on the side, two buttons in addition to the scroll wheel on the top, and the scroll wheel can go like left to right as well. Mm. Um, the fun thing is about it; it's an LG, it's a G six hundred, and with that, there is a there is an additional button. There's the right button, there's the left button, and there is a more right button. That, if you press that down, it's called the G shift button. And you can program the, the other buttons to do other stuff if that button is held down. So you have like... That's nasty. Wow, 40, I love it. 40 stuff, 40 things that you could do. I, I fucking I fucking love it. Oh god, I miss I miss macros because those were the days where like I wanted to play like MMOs, but like I did them like head empty, so I would just do yeah. it with like playing with one hand, <laughs> which was really awful. And now I have to play them traditionally and I'm like, but I don't wanna. <laughs> so then I but don't. That, yeah, I'm able to edit with like simple stuff. I'm able to edit with one hand. It's really it's really great uh except that i injured my thumb i'm still an ot for it (laughs) so i have to be careful about that (laughs) anyway (laughs) gone off about a mouse for a long time but anyway thank you so much for listening to i shouldn't have to say this we have episodes twice a month uh and if you want to uh subscribe or know more about the show then you can go to saythiscast.com if you want to get in touch with us you can uh email say this cast at gmail.com you can also tweet at us that is at say this cast and if you want to support the show there is a couple ways you can do that there is coffee ko-fi.com slash say this cast you can do a one-time pay thing so uh, you can help us further enhance the show um, help us uh, enhance the website um, and do all sorts of cool things 
you can also become a patron that's patreon.com slash say this cast there you get a lot of extras we are uh for five dollars a month you can hear the episode early for 10 bucks a month you get to hear the episode early and you get extra mini episodes that we record um and uh above that you know it's really it's really it's it's good it's a good idea so everybody patreon.com slash say this cast nicole where can we find you online you can find me on twitter at jack of three trades and on my inactive twitch account at jack of three trades and that's three is in the number and you can find me online at press start lock on twitter and on my (laughs) languishing uh twitch account uh at press start morlock um and oh yeah one more thing uh I do a show called Press Start to Continue, where I play video game remixes, nerdcore hip hop, stuff like that. Uh, And I am going to be doing uh, live recordings of Press Start every Saturday on the Bites and Beats channel uh, on Twitch, uh, Saturday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's going to be really cool. We're going to be able to have people in the chat making requests. and if you want to know more about Press Start to Continue, you can go to starttocontinue.com. The Twitch channel is Bytes and Beats, B-Y-T-E-S-A-N-B-E-A-T-S. So definitely subscribe to that. Uh, Saturdays at 7, I'll be able to, you'll be able to hear some super nerdy music. It's, it's going to be fun. All of the music that we play on the, on the show is by Mustin. You can go to store.mustinenterprises.com to uh, purchase the theme song and other awesome music. Uh, I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Say we uh, aren't in a pandemic and you're at work or bark or a bark. So say we are. (laughs) Uh, Fuck.